0: have time Head for this. On south you stupid West thing? Street. No. Why is it being such a stupid idiot? What is the reason?
1: It's finicky.
0: Put my seatbelt on. All right. Now I'm going to turn off the radio. Kay. All right. Are we going? Yeah. Okay. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you? Um, fine. We've been remodeling our basement. Yeah. I hate drywall. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> So how
1: many days did that take you to like get it up and sand it and stuff
0: so it took us a day and a half to put the drywall up then it took us a day to an entire day to mud and tape it because me and josh don't know what we're doing and so we rely on adam his best friend to help us oh yeah yeah he knows things yeah so he had come over and helped us a few times and then we were unsupervised during the mud and taping <laughs> and so we didn't do it very good because you have to put the initial layer on with the tape and then put a- another coat of mud over the tape um, and then with a bigger like knife thingy you have to then go over it again but you have to make sure you're making the ends really smooth um, so that like you don't technique ha- yeah so you don't have to like sand it too much Well, Josh is like overkill about everything, and so he put on the thickest layer of this stuff and left me to sand everything. Uh, He was like, oh, I have to go do call reports because he's a salesman, so he has to go do his call reports. And then some kid offered to mow our lawn because it looks so bad, and and he's like, no, it's okay, I'll do it. And I was like, you should have just paid the kid. He's like, no, I'll do it, but I think it's because he didn't want to sand. Hmm. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'll mow the lawn. And I was like, no. And so I finished sanding. It took me at least four hours to sand all that. And then Adam came over yesterday (laughs) to inspect our work. And he's like, well, I guess we can just put a really thick layer of texture over this (laughs) because it was not good. Oh man, were you wanting there to be
1: texture? Yes. Okay, okay, so that's yeah. part of the plan. At least there's that. It was
0: part of the plan, but good thing we wanted a lot of texture, is yeah. all I can say. Yeah. And so now we're waiting for the texture to dry, um, and we're also trying to decide about paint, which Still. is <laughs> the scariest thing. Yeah, I haven't decided because I bought really dark flooring, okay? Mm-hmm. And we want it to be, like, a really moody room. So, okay. like, dark colors. Just comfy. Comfy and, like, wood accents, you know, so it just looks really, like, homey, right? Yeah. And so I show Adam the colors I chose and the floor that we got, and he's like, do you want this to be a dungeon? <laughs> I was like, well... I mean, no, but, you know. So is he an interior designer? Well, he works on a lot of houses, (laughs) and I think he's, like... He probably has an eye for it. Yeah, he probably just knows what's in style, and he's, like, this is too much. So, because I was going to do a dark ceiling and one dark wall, and the other walls to be a lighter wall. And he was, like, that's going to be way too dark. (gasps) So, yeah, but, you know... Here's the thing. I just don't want it to look bad because then I have to redo it. I don't know if there's such a
1: thing as too dark, though, because, I mean, I
0: don't know. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's easier on the eyes. I just, well, because a basement, I feel like it's all in how you decorate it. Yeah, it you, you know? lamps everywhere. Well, and we got these, like, we're doing can lights, right? And they're bright as fuck. So I'm yeah. like, it's not going to be a dungeon because Josh brought the brightest lights I've ever known to man. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's oh, where shit. you go. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Well, oh. I wasn't paying attention to help you, oh, so we can it, just but, do a U-turn. But you know
1: what? The GPS didn't even warn me about that.
0: No, it didn't. At all. Well, that's oh, fine. Well, anyway. <laughs> oh, I hate when police officers look at me as I'm driving because I feel like they notice something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, I know
1: there's something wrong, isn't
0: there? Because I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, because I know. I've only been pulled over three times.
1: I haven't pulled over. For speeding.
0: Yeah. Just kidding. I got pulled over one other time for not stopping. So you know when you turn right, like at a light, Uh and you're turning right. You're, like, yielding to the traffic. Yeah, you you yield to the traffic, and then you go. Well, Mm -hmm. apparently I didn't yield enough. (laughs) He said you have to come to a complete stop and then go. And I was like, that's not a yield. A that's yield a is to slow down, yeah, check be cautious. Check for that it's clear and then whatever. He's like, no, you have to stop. And I'm like, that's a stop sign. This is a yield. Although he might be right. If it's a red light, I think you do still have to stop, look and then go
1: in case there's like pedestrians and stuff.
0: Well, that might be why. I didn't fight it. I
1: just paid it. Well, but... you know which one I didn't know about? <laughs> is the first time I ever got pulled over. And I didn't know I was getting pulled over is how, like, dumb I was. <laughs> so I pulled all the way into a 7-Eleven parking stall. And he pulled me over in the stall. Oh, really? And I got out. And he's like, hey, I'm pulling you over. I'm like, oh, what I do? And he was like, well, I was, I was pulled over on the side of the road. And you didn't switch lanes. You could have killed me. And I'm like, oh, okay.
0: I think it's... I think it's if anyone's on the side of the road, you're supposed to go in the other lane. Yeah, maybe. Because there's been people clipped and just... Well, also because people just swing their doors wide and open. Right. And with no care in the world of who's there or what's coming at ya. Yeah. But also, yeah, you're... I think I knew that because I was told by the driving instructor oh. guy. That was... it. Not purposely in my test, but it was when I was on my freeway part of my test, and he said, you got to get over, and that's the only reason why
1: I... And I wonder if, like, when I was doing my testing, we just never came across that. Yeah. You know? Maybe it guess. is
0: part of the test, and we just don't know.
1: Yeah. Or maybe we just guessed. <laughs> yeah, we're like, Like, whatever the safest thing, that's what you should do. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, it's probably how you should live your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the best decision? <laughs> right? all right well you got a story oh hold on welcome oh. to Hunt and cold oh, this is episode 21 now we can drink oh, okay but not drink and drive no that's part of our okay. test <laughs> i'm drinking coffee that's it you know i thought growing up mormon i thought coffee was like a drug <laughs> it's really funny how much it's not yeah like i thought it was like comparable to like cigarettes you know <laughs> yeah
1: like because they talk about how addicting it is and how bad it is for your health and this and that you're like oh man, I'll
0: stay away from coffee and then you just start putting it in your hot chocolate you, you know, know? <laughs> you put coffee in your hot chocolate that's how it started oh you know to... how mine started how getting fraps from mm. starbucks yeah but even still that's not really coffee that's just like frozen cream yeah But that's how it started for me. (laughs) And I still just drink hot creamer now. (laughs) Yeah. But, anyway. Anyway. We're 21 now. Yeah, uh, welcome, everyone, to episode 21. Sorry. Here comes April's story. Okay. I have to pat myself on the back because I actually did my story before yesterday. Good job. I had it done on Thursday night, and that's just... Never been a case for me, so that's actually really impressive. I bet yesterday you just went the whole day stress free. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is what it's like to feel like prepared.
1: <laughs> so like I, nice,
0: yeah. Like I'm on top of my shit. Yeah, like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me start it through. now. I'm sorry. Okay. okay, so, oh shit. What? I just want to double check that okay. this is recording. Okay, it's okay. recording. I
1: really wonder if it's just the aliens.
0: It has to be. To Honestly, be. that's only, <laughs> that's the only <laughs> explanation. explanation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is the story of Gabriela Cifuentes Castilla, also known as Gabby Ramos. Now this has a lot of Hispanic names and I failed Spanish. So actually I think I got a solid C in Spanish, but I'm telling you it was all because of extra credit. (laughs) Did not resume. And I remember nothing. So when it comes to pronunciations, I'm so sorry. I will do it wrong. Okay. My resources are Salt Lake Tribune, ABC4, uh, KSL, KUTV, um and those things. Okay. <laughs> the news. <laughs> right. Um. So Gabriela Cifuentes Castilla had a successful career and as a psychologist in Mexico. She wanted a better life for her daughter so she got a visa and moved to Utah with her nine-year-old daughter and got a job as a waitress. Her parents and her daughter's I said her daughter's husband, but it's her daughter's father, her ex-husband. Okay. It's fine. I don't know how to read or write notes. Okay. (laughs) I did this early and I still made it stupid. Okay. So they still reside in Mexico. So it was just her and her daughter that came here. Okay. Eventually, uh, so they moved in with... Gabby's sister in Taylorsville. Eventually Gabby found her calling in being a radio show host. She was able to incorporate her career as a psychologist and she created a segment in her show for kids talking to kids in Mexico about their feelings and thoughts about whatever. That's cool. So it was kind of cool. That's cool when there's radio stations for kids you know. Yeah. I don't know if it was specifically for kids, but that segment was. Oh, yeah, it was a rock station that she she played mostly rock music, and then she had a segment where she would like talk to kids in Mexico over the phone and just, you know, oh, talk to him. That's sweet. She was a popular Spanish radio DJ, and it was called La Mas Picosita. I'm so sorry. The station is KMRI 1550
1: AM. Do you know what that, like, translates to?
0: No. Okay. <laughs> it would be smart if I actually tried to look it up, but I, was I didn't. Just, I was just curious. It's probably, like, the rising sun like radio a, or something. Picosita. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I don't understand. (laughs) It's all in Spanish. (laughs) It's just. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I totally failed Spanish class. I don't know. Anybody that knows, please help. Alright. Anyway so she was a radio show host mm-hmm. and she was doing really well she's like confident and spicy and she just like her co-workers described her as a really spicy personable woman and she yeah. was really strong and whatever yeah. uh, Gabby was engaged to Manuel Berciaga. Paria. Oh, wow. I said that really white. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> and they had a very on and off again relationship and he had a pretty intense jealousy issue. Mm. And Gabby made the decision to end that toxic relationship with Manuel. 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 Yeah. yeah. Is it Emanuel? Just Manuel. Oh, Manuel. Man- yeah. So on October 17th, 2021, Gabby and her sister, Rocio Cifuentes, were having a late night chat where they lived together. Mm -hmm. Around 1 a.m., they heard a knock at the door, and it was her jealous ex, Manuel, and he wanted to get his engagement ring back. And so he's banging on the door. He's breaking windows. Yeah. That's no good. Yeah. He was breaking windows. He was, you know, yelling and screaming and whatever. So like she opened the door and he came in and they continued to fight and yell and whatever. So apparently Manuel was upset that he saw her at a party dancing with another man. Mm. And how did he
1: like on social media or something? No, they or? were he,
0: they were at the same place, oh, I guess. Okay. Oh, it's so green. I
1: know. I love it. June is my favorite month. Can I just say is that? Is it? Yeah, cuz that's just when everything is green. The weather is perfect and
0: mine's it's September. Really? Aside leaves. from Christmas. <laughs> but, but like just the leaves make me cry every year. <laughs> you get emotional <laughs> about the leaves. Well, we went on a drive through Alpine Loop when it was like prime leave season and i was just hanging out the window with tears in my eyes and josh was like are you okay and i'm like is it just so pretty <laughs> that is so funny so let's see so he was pissed off that he saw her dancing with another man at a party mm-hmm. but they were broken up at this time right but he's we still- <laughs> Okay, so her sister Rocio called 911 and Manuel ran into Gabby's room and grabbed the engagement ring and left the house. While Rocio was on the phone with the 911 dispatcher, she let them know that Manuel had left and was like, can you still send a police officer in case he comes back? Mm Because he was out of control, right? Yeah,
1: and it's at 1 a.m. when you're you know, that's when anybody would be unprepared, I guess, yeah. for that kind of confrontation.
0: Um, yeah, so they're like, can you send a police officer here? But they're like, yeah, we'll send a police officer. Just hang tight, basically. hmm So... There was another knock at the door, and the women believed it was a police officer, but unfortunately, it was Manuel. He continued to bang on the door, and since they had two little girls in the house, they had Gabby's daughter in in one of the other bedrooms with another one of their nieces, Mm -hmm. and so Gabby opened the door to tell him to leave. Before a second went by, Manuel raised a gun and shot Gabby seven times in her chest, arm, and head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Rocio immediately started to try to help her sister, but Manuel pointed a gun at Gabby again and fired more shots, so Rocio, Rocio told her nieces to lock themselves in her room, and then she ran into another bedroom to get her husband. When the two of them got back to the living room, Emmanuel had left. Despite the efforts of first responders, Gabby died of her wounds at 1.50 a.m. Her sister Rocio said to ABC4 Justice Files, she said, quote, it's been really hard for me, my family, and my niece. And then so police were searching for his vehicle. It's a 2000 Chevy full size extended cab pickup truck with Utah license plate U405MN. The Taylorsville Police Department were unable to track Manuel's cell phone because he turned it off right after the murder. They did obtain a search warrant for Manuel's Facebook account, though. Um, His Facebook Messenger account was active at 1.13 a.m. at the site of the shooting and then was activated the next day from Chihuahua, Mexico. Mm. So, Manuel never returned to the room he rented in Salt Lake County. He abandoned all his things that he had at that apartment. Um,
1: That's a really quick getaway.
0: Yeah. I was like, how do you get there in one day? Yeah. But they thought that maybe someone had his account information or something. Well, and they also were like, ooh, look at the color of that car. Don't walk around. What are my you car. doing? I don't, uh, I don't like when pedestrians
1: are out. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just, they're so unpredictable. Go home. <laughs> yeah,
0: don't Josh eat. said he saw a blind woman being escorted across the street street in downtown salt lake by a homeless man in a busy road and she had her stick or whatever and he's like she has no idea that they're in middle of traffic because like the, the homeless guy just, the homeless guy was just guiding her and was like telling people to stop you know and he, she like josh was like what is happening right now <laughs> Although, i assume think, she made it but but she had to have known a little bit right I mean, you'd have to hear the cars wasn't fast yet. Right, and, like, don't with their sticks, like, they kind of know, like, the texture of the ground. Well, yeah, I mean, she so. was getting help crossing the street, but it was just a middle of traffic. Oh, that's true. Like, she
1: knew that she was going to cross the street, but yeah. she didn't know where she was on the street. Yeah. I see.
0: It was, I mean, oh, my. good on him for helping her out, but pick a better opportunity. So here's, <laughs> yeah. a, here's the issue is i got to get that way, but there's runners. Uh, it's, turn you're still supposed to. Maybe you can turn here. Would they let me? I don't know. Can I? No. Uh, I think turn your signal on. He's gotta know. Because he has to stop them. There's people. Okay, we're gonna <laughs> make it. Maybe. Is there a way to get somewhere over there? I don't know. Uh, yep, we're just gonna go that way and then see what happens. We're confused. I we don't know how to use this. <laughs> oh, that's private property. Damn it. <laughs> I hate people that run. Great. I don't. Good on you. Just don't but run But stop together. it. <laughs> don't run as a group. Don't run in the road. Find yeah. a freaking trail. Right. Why don't they do those on trails instead of on the street? You know what I mean? Like, they ha- we have running trails all over the place. Yeah, like
1: the Jordan River. Yeah, why hey, are they... Where should I go, do you think? You, you tell me, because... Just
0: follow the thing. Okay. We're confused. That's so fine. The light is green for us. Go though, girl. You got this. He like lets you go right when she's in front of you. <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay, you're good. <laughs> yeah. You see your target. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this guy's like, really? You guys again? Yes, it's us. Alright, go on with your story. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Okay, so, um, so they believe that he fled to Mexico or He was hiding out in Utah, and all in all, they really believe that he eventually fled to Mexico because they cannot find him. He's been charged with aggravated murder, aggravated burglary, obstruction of justice, aggravated assault, domestic violence in the presence of a child, yeah, and a no-bail warrant has been issued for his arrest. Um, He was last seen wearing a black hooded sweater, blue jeans, and brown shoes with white soles. So the efforts at that point kind of end there, you know. Like okay. he, oh, he fled to Mexico. Then that's kind of the end of that for the police, anyways. Though, if you have tips, say something. Yeah, um, okay. So, Gabby's coworkers at the radio station said, "Quote: Walking in, knowing that she won't be back, her laughter, her brightness won't be there. It's hurting a lot." That's from DJ Monica Asuna but I don't know. So now that no one is at the mic, you can still hear her voice on her radio promo, and it's been hard for them to take it off the air. Oh. Many in the Hispanic community held a march in the honor of Gabby in November of last year, and it was called, quote, don't forget about Gabby Ramos. They were still hoping to ensure that authorities in the media didn't forget about Gabby's case. The march was not only for Gabby specifically, but to raise awareness about the lack of media coverage that missing people of color often receive. Yes, exactly. It's a huge problem, and they... uh, It's sad because it's... Like, why? There's no... no, like, Like, you can't tell if they're doing it intentionally. You'd hope they're not doing that intentionally, but, like... So don't you think that it's not necessarily the news outlet's fault? It's kind of like the public's fault? Because like with Gabby Piquito, yeah. for example, like everybody, everybody was involved. And not involved, but like, like interested. Like sharing in- that, yeah. her story and whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So like what if this story has come across people's news feeds and stuff? But and like, no oh, one's sharing it. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe it is just like it's a problem of the people. I think it's a problem of the people. I think you're right. We found our way! Yay! That was a struggle. (laughs) Um, They said, quote, We are here to raise our voices to make sure cases like Gabby Ramos does not disappear, says one of the event speakers. They also said, How many times will stories of women of color continue to be sidelined as if they don't matter as much? They also said, We're not taking away from cases like Gabby Petito's, but we deserve the same energy and the same exposure as cases like hers. Mm -hmm. We just want everyone to be equal and to be included, and that's why we're here today. We have not forgotten about Gabby Gabby Ramos. She deserves justice. Another event speaker is hoping to create something called, quote, the Gabby alert, Mm -hmm. uh, similar to the Amber alert, but it would alert the public of a wanted domestic violence suspect. Yeah, that's a good idea. Organizers are hopeful to the idea that the idea could bring justice to victims of violence of domestic abuse Mm -hmm. sooner rather than later. Yep. I like that idea. Let's sign that petition. I know. I totally agree. Oh, look how pretty. Oh, good Lord. Mm -hmm. Is it no longer the norm to like look both ways or do we just walk into the street? Oh, we just walk. Gabby's neighbor started a GoFundMe that said our dear sister, sister sister-in-law, daughter, friend, and phenomenal mother to her beautiful nine-year-old was tragically shot and killed early Sunday morning by her ex-boyfriend. Gabby Cifuentes came to the U.S. to make life for her and her daughter amazing she worked hard and valued her family unfortunately her parents still reside in mexico her mother suffers from alzheimer's and her father is unable to make the trip here her family is hoping to be able to send her to mexico to provide a proper traditional ceremony for her with her family by her side we're asking for you to reach deep into your hearts, knowing that this this can and does happen to anyone your daughter or sister, or even your best friend. She was doing everything right by getting out of a very toxic relationship when this selfish coward made the decision that her life was his to take. Her daughter's father is taking sweet Julieta back to live with him in Mexico. With the trauma she's facing, we're also asking for help for her to travel home, future counseling, education, and anything she may need.
1: That's so sad.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Um. Anyone with information on Manuel Berciaga perea is asked to call 911 or police at 801-540-4000 and reference case Taylorsville PD TY21-13472. Yeah, let's get that asshole. Yeah. So what does he look like again and how old is he? Um, I'll, I'll post a picture on our instagram Mm -hmm. but i think he was last seen in mexico
1: oh he's been like spotted
0: there was a video and i can't remember if it was a video from uh, i was facebook stalking um but there was a video of him kind of uh in what am i saying this is very distracting this is so pretty i know i am so not paying attention to what i'm saying (laughs) look how green oh my gosh But I can't remember if the video is him seen after the event or just before the event, but I will post information. um, And if you've seen him, make sure that you let the Taylorsville PD know about it. Um, Also, domestic violence resources for people in abusive relationships can be found by contacting Utah Domestic Violence Coalition, Utah's confidential state-wide 24-hour domestic violence hotline at 1-800-897-LINK. And that's 1-800-897-5465. You can also contact the YWCA Women in Jeopardy program um, at 801-537-8600.
1: Are you okay? Yeah, I just want to park right here. I'm just trying to be picky about my parking spot.
0: Okay. And that
1: little girl was staring at me the whole time, so it made me
0: nervous. <laughs> you can also contact Utah Statewide Child Abuse and Neglect Hotline at one 323 dcfs that's one 323 3237 National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. And that is the story of Gabriela Cifuentes Castilla, also known as Gabby Ramos.
1: That is so sad. Yeah. And there's no, like, surveillance or anything of,
0: mm-hmm. of this guy? No. They have not much. But I also can't say how much they've really tried. Because, mind you, Gabby Petito, they walked across the country mm-hmm. to find information and to catch her killer. But uh, And not only that, but the public helped. Yeah. So... Guys, share these stories. If you see them, no matter who they're about, if you see stories of people who need mm-hmm. justice, freaking share the story, because it's unfair, and it's stupid that we, we pick and choose who we want. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That is so just awful. I hate that. Yeah. Well, good job on your story. Thanks. Ready for my story? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to describe where we are?
0: we're in a canyon and it's so green i mean the view in our camera looks very dirt but it's well we'll get out and take pictures and show you guys yeah
1: okay well i made sure to have my stories a little bit shorter this time
0: because my last
1: few have been very long
0: (laughs) yeah we've made them very long recently so we'll give you a break from our voices (laughs) all right so for this
1: story a lot of my information just came from RockCanyonUtah.com. Oh, okay. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Because we are in, or we are at Rock Canyon. We're at the trailhead of Rock Canyon Trail, I guess.
0: I don't think I've ever d- done this trail. No.
1: Hmm. Um. It's like I think it's five and a half miles long, and I don't know how difficult it is, but I know there's several bridges you have to cross,
0: and yeah. Well, we'll get. It's there. on my list of things to do this summer. Then, yeah.
1: All right, so we are in Provo, Utah. We are just south of Provo Canyon at Rock Canyon. And Rock Canyon is a very popular place for experienced rock climbers. Um, although many deaths have happened here because of the difficulty of the climb, and many deaths also came from a mine that collapsed decades ago mm-hmm. up in the canyon. And also in the 1960s, somebody was killed by
0: an avalanche. Oh, that's yeah. my worst fear. I think every time we talk about things, it's my worst fear, but <laughs> being buried in snow. Oh my gosh. Because
1: me and Mitch were just talking about, like, driving through a tunnel last night. Because we we're talking about, like, oh, what if there was a tunnel that went from, like, Salt Lake to Tooele, you know? Oh, yeah. And I was like, what if you are like, halfway through the tunnel and it started caving in on both ends? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, anyway. <laughs> just think about that every time you go through a tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first known death in this canyon was a man named Big Elk and he was a leader within the Ute tribe. And that's where our knowledge of this canyon's history begins. As we know, and understandably, the early white settlers coming to this land wasn't welcomed by the natives. The conflict between the natives and the settlers climaxed in 1850 when a battle broke out along the Provo River, about a mile away from here. Mm-hmm. of here. The battle went on for days until one evening the native men retreated and half of the men went south towards Spanish Fork while the other half went east towards Rock Canyon. The group of men that retreated east toward Rock Canyon were led by Big Elk. But he was severely wounded and ended up dying from his wounds as soon as he reached the mouth of the canyon. Mm -hmm. With their leader down, it's rumored that the men began climbing the cliff as they had heard the Mormon militia approaching and looking for them. However, all the native men slipped and fell to their deaths, unable to climb the rock wall. I think it was this one right here. Wow. Yep. So that cliff was named, maybe not this one actually, because my next bullet was, that cliff was named Squaw Peak.
0: (gasps) Is that Squaw Peak? No. Squaw Peak is over in Provo Canyon. Then
1: wherever I got this information is wrong. So it wasn't Squaw Peak. Oh. It had to have been this.
0: As far as I know, Squaw Peak is over Provo Canyon. Isn't Squaw Peak on the southern end of Provo Canyon though? It's like right at the mouth of the canyon. On the map, it said that Squaw Peak was like right
1: here somewhere. So I assumed it was this one right here. Let's see.
0: I'm looking to see if it has a. No, we're at the right thing, but there's a Squaw Peak over in Provo Canyon. Huh? I tried to be as accurate as I could
1: and I looked at so many maps, but now that we're I here. I wonder if this,
0: I wonder if this, um, there's a Squaw Peak lookout point at the Provo Canyon and I wonder if this trail gets to that lookout and then comes back. Or if the lookout just looks at Squat Peak. Not that it is Squat Peak. That's I mean? possible. Yeah, but this is the Squat Peak Trail. So okay,
1: Yeah. Okay. well, as far as I understand, which maybe it's wrong. I'm just going off of uh, the YouTube, Well, the website, uh, the therockcanyonutah.com. They said this is Squat Peak. <laughs> so I don't okay. know. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's that highest peak right there. Yeah that's, yeah, that's what I'm talking about is that. That's what I think. Yeah. Okay, I think maybe it just... And maybe from our angle, maybe
0: we're looking at it funny. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Guess what? We don't know. But I just looked it up on All Trails, Utah, and Mm -hmm. it said that this is the Squaw Peak Trail, so you're good. Okay, perfect. So their leader
1: was down, and the men heard these Mormon militia men looking for them, and they began climbing this rock wall to to get away, and all of them slipped and fell to their deaths. Years later, there was actually, I'm I'm not covering this part of it, but I will say that that peak do you know what squaw is the term squaw who's assumed it was talking about a bird no actually it's i because i googled it i'm like i should probably look up like what this means just in case and yeah it's actually a term that is not to be used it's a derogatory term towards native american women It is? Mm -hmm. And the Mormons named it Squaw Peak after a term of this woman. It's a very sad story about Black Hawk War. I don't know all the details. Either you or I will cover it. Yeah. Um, This woman who was married to a a chief or something, um, the chief had been killed and she went and and retreated to the peak and they nicknamed it Squaw Peak after her.
0: Petition to change Mm -hmm. the name of Squaw Peak. There actually
1: is a petition or there is like movements or whatever it is people wanting it to be changed like the natives we that live cha- here we should share it
0: mm-hmm. okay yeah wow that is awful i know i felt so i thought bad. it
1: like was referring to a bird of like some yeah kind. i mean it doesn't sound like anything to us you yeah know, but, but
0: now knowing makes me not want to even say it
1: mm-hmm.
0: wow yeah i know horrible right
1: so with all these native men who have died It was also, okay, so with these native men who have just died, it was considered a huge victory to the Mormon militia. Just five years later, a road was built that allowed travelers to go into Rock Canyon, and back then, people would go into this canyon to collect logs for building materials, as well as burning logs for cooking and heating their their homes. Mm -hmm. So after that incident, really just the settlers took over, as they did everywhere else. By the 1860s, so just 10 years after the battle with the natives, settlers had homes and farms established on the base of the mountain and into the canyon. They found the canyon had a decent-sized creek and provided them with fresh water for drinking and watering their crops, which, obviously, it was yet another resource they stole from the natives. That's probably where they were getting their water from. Yeah. And then they were SOL. So, I'm... uh, This just makes me so mad. (laughs) After a while... The settlers found that their crops weren't thriving in this area and eventually abandoned the land and abandoned the land, but they still used the canyon to raise their cattle and their sheep. The history of this canyon isn't all that interesting after that. It just goes, it just over time, it became part of like government property and then it became more of a public space for people to come and do like recreational activities. Yeah. Activities such as hiking, rock climbing, camping, and black magic rituals. <gasps> what,
0: etc. Oh, just regular activities, <laughs> recreational. Get yeah. your black magic right. going it's here, public in rock canyon. <laughs> Good old public spaces.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the paranormal activity. Okay. So some would say that the history of the tragic deaths that have happened in this canyon and at the entrance of the canyon just fuels the place with negative energy. Seems like most of the paranormal activity happens at sunset or just after sunset. I read a lot of comments of people saying that they had general feelings of being watched or feeling creeped out while hiking along the trail. Most common sighting of paranormal activity is of a man wearing 70s styles clothing, Hmm. standing at the top of the cliff, and it said that this man will stand at the top and stare down at you with a smile on his face. Ew, uh, no thanks. Then... With that smile, he would then charge down the mountain at an impossible angle, running at
0: you. In his bell bottoms?
1: Yeah. (laughs) 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 Yeah, in his, like, bowl cut. (laughs) In his (laughs) platform shoes. Smiling. Uh, He's having (laughs) a good time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, he would just run, and then as soon as he would get to the base of the mountain, he'd vanish. And what's crazy is that law enforcement know about this because they've gotten calls of people being concerned, being like, "There's some lunatic running down the mountain." Nuh-uh. Like Yeah.
0: Does it happen at night? When does yeah, the heck? sunset? Oh, you said that already. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh well, it'd really help if I had listened to your story. <laughs> yeah. So that's it about that. Well, he chose <laughs> quite an interesting wardrobe for his afterlife outfit. Right. For his ghost outfit
1: i wonder if he was like i hate 70s clothing and then like that's just his hell
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know his worst bears running down a mountain (laughs) in 70s clothes Yep. so he spends eternity doing that (laughs) yeah that's his punishment he also hates smiling (laughs) (laughs) yep he never smiled for pictures (laughs) yeah That's going to be Josh's hell if he ever gets there is he has to take pictures for eternity.
1: At sunset, some claim to see an apparition of a person standing at the trailhead, which is just right there behind us. Um, Some say that the spirit of a little girl haunts the creek. Uh, people claim to have seen her jumping rock to rock in the middle of the water, but when you go to get a better look, she vanishes. Oh. Sometimes if you listen closely, you can hear her humming a song. Oh my gosh. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Hikers have claimed that the further you go into the trail, the more likely you'll get an overwhelming feeling of paranoia.
0: Paranoia? Yeah. Um,
1: There's I found... a lot of people hiking this.
0: Yeah. I, well and I don't know just, if, don't go too far you'll go crazy <laughs> you might get scared
1: <laughs> I found you know how like you can go on social media and there's like the events tabs yeah and like people invite you to things <laughs> I've never experienced it but yes <laughs> oh, yeah. well I mean me either I just kind of like it's a hypothetical <laughs> it's like you know the buttons there if you had friends <laughs> like you know it's supposed to happen the notifications never show up <laughs> I found past events that I was never invited to where people have gotten together to do paranormal investigations here at the at Rock Canyon. And while I didn't find any evidence of what people have found here, I only found, like, stories of what people have experienced. Wow. So I couldn't find, like, any videos of EVPs is what I'm trying to A-hunting. say. haunting. I know. Or any pictures of anything weird. I came across this creepy, creepy freaking story on Reddit. And I think... Hold on. This story was posted on the subreddit called ghost stories and it was posted about three years ago by a user named green thumb witch Hmm. and i never learned who what their name is like they tell this story using other people's names but never introduce what their name is so they're just the green thumb witch okay (laughs) so (laughs) they said they came here with two of their friends and their dogs and they had been hiking the rock canyon trail when they decided to stop for a water break At this point, they said that the sun was beginning to go down, and just as they stopped, they heard a loud banging noise and swishing sounds coming from the trees next to them. They described it as a sound unlike anything they'd ever heard before, but they said it sounded like a very large drum. Mm. The dogs were instantly spooked, and their fur was standing on on top of their backs. They got a gut feeling to get the hell out of there, so they ended up turning back, not finishing their hike that night. The experience gave them such curiosity that when they got home, they wanted to try, they wanted to look it up and like try to make sense of what had just happened. But come to find out, Rock Canyon is considered one of the most haunted places in Utah. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. As a paranormal hobbyist, they became filled with curiosity. So they rounded up a group of friends and some equipment and set out on a Friday so they can capture whatever evidence they could find of paranormal activity. The group started their journey, and in the first five minutes of walking, they all collectively said that they felt the energy shift and were starting to get a bit creeped out. They decided to take the left fork on the trail, and when they headed that way, the spirit box that they were using said three, like the number three. Mm -hmm. Apparently, it repeated that number several times throughout their hike. Outside of what they were picking up on their equipment, like EMF readings or a spirit box going off, they began to hear what sounded like chains rattling and humming and whistling sounds off in the distance, but the entire time it sounded like it was coming from the left side of the canyon. Mm -hmm. They reached one of the mining caves and shined their flashlights inside, not really seeing anything, but they did notice there was a small gap where someone could maybe squeeze through to get inside of the mine. Their friend Brian decided that he would give it a try. But as soon as he got on the ground, their equipment started showing strong activity towards the mine. As soon as Brian got one leg in, the spirit box said the word, leg. Huh. So the group told Brian to stop and step away. Then he, then he quote, finally listened. They decided to hang out there by the mine shaft to do a little EVP session. As they sat there, they heard faint sounds of humming and whistling. They discussed whether or not they had enough and if they should go back but Brian and their other friend, Jenny, convinced everyone that since they had made it up this far, they might as well keep going. Mm. It had been a couple hours since they had seen anybody on the trail. But when they continued on, they saw a group of college, be like BYU college kids coming down. They said as That's a group... That's
0: scary enough. Just kidding. <laughs> right.
1: Well, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, if you're going mu- like hours into this trail and you don't see anyone and it's nighttime, then you see a group. I feel like that would spook me. Cause yeah. It's like... Is that, like, a friendly group or not a friendly group? Right. That's
0: just me being paranoid. But they're all wearing BYU shirts, and you're like, okay. Like, we'll see you on church on Sunday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They said that when the group passed then their equipment that they were using for ghost hunting went completely silent, as if whatever they were picking up on didn't want the other group to be aware of it.
0: Or because they were from BYU, it wards off evil. Yeah, (laughs) their BYU hat. They just had the light of Christ with them. Yeah, that's just the armor of God. It It just, just, mm -hmm. yep. Sword and
1: shield, man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Um, As they continued, they passed a few different bridges, and each one was labeled with a different number. They noticed that each bridge that they would pass, the energy felt like it would become increasingly stronger, and the noise that they were hearing would become louder and louder. Then, they came up to bridge number three, and the temperature dropped about ten degrees. They began hearing the sound of rushing water, but yet, under the bridge, the riverbed was completely dry.
0: Hmm.
1: And in that same moment, they began to smell an awful odor in the air. Sulfur. Yeah. Maybe. Or aliens. Yeah, we've heard they're stinky. Yeah. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's all connected.
0: Who knows? Maybe aliens are the devil.
1: Yeah maybe the whole hike so far had been partially lit by the moon but the group came to a part in the trail where the path narrows and goes into a thick foresty trees and all of the moonlight was blocked and they said you could hardly see anything without a flashlight they said quote at this point everything in me was telling me not to keep going so we stopped as a group and talked everyone except for jenny we'll hear about jenny later Oh, okay. But they said as soon as they were huddled in a circle, they began to feel uneasy and an overwhelming sense of doom. And that's when their spirit box
0: said two words, go and big. Go big or go. <laughs> 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 and they're like, yeah, we're going to go. Yeah, let's just go.
1: <laughs> they began running back down the trail. When they finally got to the first bridge that they had passed on the trail, they stopped to catch a breath. They said that They felt safer, but Jenny told them not to let their guard down quite yet because they were still being followed. How does
0: Jenny know that? We'll get
1: there. Okay. Jenny told Brian to shine his flashlight behind them the rest of the way because they were definitely being followed. They walked for about 10 minutes when their friend Kayla began to have a seizure. Seizure? Yeah. Jenny ran over to assist and protect her during the spasm and tried to calm everyone else down at the same time. She told them to think of something positive like a white bunny with big brown eyes. Kayla stopped seizing and the group settled down a little bit. That's when they heard rustling in the bushes next to them and out jumps a white bunny with big brown eyes. No. What? They said the rest of the walk down the trail was much calmer and they were trying to and they were able to process some of their thoughts at that point.
0: How would you process that so fast? It would take me weeks. I'd be like, "What did I see? Was right. it real? Was I hallucinating?" Right. Like that was quick. Quick processing, probably, they probably have better emotional control.
1: (laughs) Or they were just, like, expecting weird stuff to happen. And so they were, like, trying to, yeah, they were, like, trying to come up with answers. Yeah, I guess, I guess if they
0: went there with the intention of experiencing things, Mm -hmm. rather than if they're just on a hike and they experience all these things. Like, not expecting it. that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: One thing that they almost all agreed agreed upon was that the bunny that they saw seemed to, to be domesticated. They discussed what could have possibly been the reason for Kayla's seizure, though. And that's when the spirit box said, monster. They reached the trailhead, and Kayla was still feeling sick and weak, so they decided to huddle together to do a protective ritual so that nothing would harm them or follow them home. Their spirit box then said the word, protect. Hmm. The next day, Green Thumb Witch talked to Jenny because they were curious about what they were doing before the spirit box told them to go. Apparently, Jenny has a sensitivity to the spiritual realm ever since she flatlined in a hospital years prior to the story. What she said when they were huddled together, Jenny stepped away because she sensed that there were four spirits around them. Two of them were benign, one was evil, and one was something that she just didn't recognize. Oh, Jenny said that she saw something attack Kayla when she was seizing and believes that what the entity or whatever entity that was was the one that she couldn't recognize. Kayla theorized that it's possible that it was a shape-shifting entity, and that would explain why they happened to see a white bunny with brown eyes after they were all trying to think of something positive.
0: I don't like that one bit.
1: The end.
0: The air feels thick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a hard time breathing. (laughs) I'm just waiting. All I can picture is Fez running down the hill. (laughs) son of a bitch you son of a bitch and he's like he says it right at the top of the thing and then he starts coming at you yeah i can see it okay thanks for listening to episode 21 yep uh thanks (laughs) yeah so (laughs) thanks for that (laughs) um yeah so we have cool stuff though hopefully we have our merch posted on our website if not it'll be soon and Mm -hmm. we hope to grow it but you know we have to start small Mm -hmm. but we also have some limited edition merch as well as you know if you sign up for patreon you actually get some of those stuff with your patreon pledge just just a thought yep you also get extra content Mm -hmm. you get video content you can get you know randomness yeah if we do investigations Mm -hmm. uh we'll post those videos or any evidence we get Mm -hmm. uh yeah so it's it's not like you get stuff every day but you'll get extra stuff that other people don't get to see yeah especially if you're someone who wants episodes every week which we just can't do right now Mm -hmm. uh we'll also have on deck at dusk episodes so all kinds of things that are extra extra Extra, extra, read all about it. You like that accent? I don't know how to do a New York accent. <laughs> extra. <laughs>
1: that, was your, that was your attempt at a New York accent. <laughs> or
0: like, you know, the little kids that have their little. The extra, extra, read all about it. There you go. Good job. Thanks. I really want to watch Newsies now. <laughs> That's was, that was exactly where my inspiration oh, came from. Open the gates and seize the day. Uh, <laughs> okay anyway <laughs> okay so okay bye wait, wait hold on, hold on. <laughs> there's something else
1: hold <laughs> on what, what do we usually say at the end of this um
0: there's social media <laughs> yeah instagram there's all twitter kinds of things you can see us or look at us or... <laughs> listen how'd you get here honestly if this is the first episode you're listening to uh go back go back and listen to episode one yeah do yourself a favor (laughs) (laughs) okay we gotta go this is rough okay Mm okay bye. bye